This is MJ. I'm an author, I'm an artist, I'm an analyzer. You can find all my work at mjmunoz.com. Welcome to Story Over Everything, episode 27. I am trying a lot of new things in this episode. I have initiated the author's log where I'm doing a daily recording of the writing I've done that day, and I will talk to you about it a little bit. And I am also using a new editing software and experimenting with it, and I'm having a lot of fun uh, just using the audio edit, and it's going to be... Well, anyway, it should improve my process for a lot of things, and I will be interested to see how that affects not my writing so much, but definitely uh, if it makes me more efficient of an editor and a content creator, you know, audio and whatnot that I make, then it should also help with, it should help free me up to do more writing. So that's a good thing. That's probably something I'll talk about next week. I want to get this episode out very shortly, so I will not dwell on it too much longer. Uh, This is basically the intro. I'm going to drop you into my recording that I randomly started last Sunday, July 9th, and then you'll hear other uh, you should be able to hear the the shift into different audio contexts or different contexts with me recording the audio in different places at different times on different days after I had read or after I'd uh, done my ten minutes of writing and then at the end I will have the Ava and the Growbug recording the audio uh, in here with an intro uh, I had to re-record for reasons and uh, that I talked about last week actually and I. We'll, I think I'll do better this next week getting uh, maybe, well, for sure uh, Growbug Tales 3 recorded. Who knows what I do beyond that. But hopefully with my efficiency, I'll be able to get even more done. So with this intro out of the way, I'm going to go ahead and let myself take over from myself. And hopefully we will entertain you. Author's Log. I'm not even a Star Trek fan, but I like that idea. Author's Log. July 9th, 2023. 06.53. The sun is shining. A clear, cool day. And my dog is back for being out. Anyway, uh, I just thought this might be a little fun extra thing to do so that my um, story over everything episodes aren't so babbly. Since I'm only writing 10 minutes a day, I thought, you know what? I could record what I write each day. And I could talk about the writing process of it for a couple minutes. And that could be part of how I do these episodes. Um, I will still include the Growbug book readings uh, that I promised in episode 26. uh, But episode 27 will feature something a little bit new, a little bit different. Down. And uh, here we go. So I only wrote 39 words today. This is not an excuse. This is an explanation. I had to look up stuff in my documents Things were not organized in my documents as I want them to be. So I paused my actual writing and I went ahead and I did my research and I corrected my documentation. Why didn't I uh, deduct that from my 10 minutes allotted time for writing? I just didn't feel good about that. I thought it was better to go ahead and put in the work and uh, not punish myself, but just show myself, hey, if you don't do this right the first time, you are going to create problems for yourself down the line that affect your productivity and you don't want to do that at all so that's not good as has become my custom i'm getting interrupted during my recordings so i'm coming back now and uh i'm going to read you my 39 words in just a moment but i want to say this week i want to make sure that i am doing different things to help myself out so i got up this morning uh i well (laughs) i got up this morning with a 
kid, toddler, had to try to walk him back down to sleep. So I was praying while I was doing that. And then after I was free of my little munchkin, I uh, went ahead and exercised for 10 minutes. And I was doing some exercise previously, but as I've mentioned before in my weekly roundup posts, which uh, go out on Saturday night uh, before the week is over, because <laughs> Sunday is the first day of the week, right? Uh, I um, am working on my weight, my health, and my fitness. So it was a good, nice, hard challenge, a good way to start the day. I did uh, alternating squats and push-ups, and I did as many as I could for 10 minutes. I did try to do like 20 at a time, and I don't know if I got to <laughs> 30 of each, or, if, or, uh, or like three sets of each, or if I got to four sets of each. I'm not sure. I was definitely weak and winded at the end, and then I went out and fed animals. You want to get down? And uh, Okay, we'll just get near. I fed animals at the end of that, and it was uh, good. It was cool in the morning, so it was refreshing. Yeah, they're eating and they're drinking. Yes, they are. I know. So, anyway, here's my 39 words that I wrote after uh, after I, you know, spent a bunch of time not writing because I was finding information. Actually, the good thing was I started off writing, and then I had to pause writing because I had to go into the uh, you know, documents to find all my information. But if writing is rewriting, then I can say, looking for, yay, then looking for words is also writing. So anyway, I guess looking through your notes is also writing. So here we go. From July 9th, 2023, my 39 words that I wrote in Growbug Tales. I'm still in chapter eight. I'm trying to transition out of chapter eight and get into chapter nine. Here we go. Keeper, and this is gonna be totally out of context for you, but I figure this will keep context going and it'll be more true to my, uh, <clears throat> My mandate, uh, my self-imposed mandate of sharing with you my journey as an author, artist, and analyzer. So here we go. Um, Keeper Grunt selected Growbug Cadets. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. I wrote that wrong. Keeper Grunt selected Growbug Cadets. Yawn, the ant, and babbled cicada. Whistle, picked gnaw the termite and quiver the moth. Shush, chose chirp the cricket and slurp the bumblebee. That left splash as the odd cadet out. Splash is a... Okay, so that's the end of my reading. This is my commentary on it. Splash is the is a water bug. It's a playful character. I've given each of my Growbug cadets... Actually, each of my Growbug characters basically a single personality trait that is like the focus or the lens through which they see the world and through which they interact with the world so that it is a little bit e easier for me to characterize them. And I was talking about this with my daughter on our walk yesterday. If you have a character and you want to demonstrate who they are, yes, I believe that conflict uh, demonstrates character. I can't remember how I've said that before in a more succinct fashion. Um, character reveals conflict is what I say. And, yeah, well, she's going to eat them if we don't take them away. Give me the other two. Come on. Anyway, and... Um, uh, <laughs> you, know, you put one in one pocket, but give me the other one, okay? I'm not losing more than one today. Thank you. Thank you. No, you've, I've got bigger pockets than you, son. There you go. Shh. It's okay. It's okay. Go look for more. Go look for more inside. Anyway, um, so, yeah, I think if you have a character who you want to be silly or adventurous or whatever, I think you need to demonstrate their silliness or their uh, adventurousness, right? I don't know if that's the right way to say um, say that word. But if you, you know, three establishes a pattern. I, I said this yesterday. Once is an accident. Twice is happenstance. Uh, three times is, a, is enemy action. So 
How much more so is something that you're trying to do intentionally and to demonstrate intentionally that you have to show, you have to establish a pattern, uh, just like your analytics on a, on a podcast or on, uh, I don't know, Amazon ads or whatever, I'm sure. Um, you have to do things a few times. There has to be a trial. You know, one instance of something is not, you know, does not a data point make or does not, you know, it doesn't make useful data for you. You need to have... Uh, multiple instances of something so that it can be truly observed and measured and examined. Oh, I see what you're trying to do. Go ahead. And that's what I think you should do with your characters. And I was thinking, I don't know if something as simple as a children's book like this is, you know, four instances enough where I show, you know, one, two, three uh, instances or representations, rather not representations, manifestations of a character's inner self. And then I do one more to contradict that, to like show a range in the character. Oh yeah, this is the silly person, but they're not silly right now. And that's a big deal because their other interactions have been silly. And you may not have been sure that that's, exa- you know, is that a one-off thing? I don't know. Well, anyway, I'm not going to belabor the point. So, <clears throat> um, Splash is the silly character. And I've given him his uh, one moment to shine and show, demonstrate his silliness by having him <laughs> talk about them getting eaten in kind of a funny way. I mean, he, it's not funny, and he doesn't think it's funny, but it's, just, it's like that nervous laughter, that nervous chuckle, that little bit of, uh, you know, madness that comes over you when you're scared. And uh, he basically talks about him and his fellow <laughs> crow bugs getting eaten by these things that are coming to their camp to visit them. Come on, son. You gotta go. They're gonna get it. They're gonna get it. Watch out. Woo! Here you go. I'll give it back to you. Okay, Whew. this is what I mean by guerrilla podcasting. I do things as I can, how I can, and how they come out. It's, uh, you know, <laughs> we live in a real world and I'm living a real life and this is what you're getting. So anyway, I'll wrap this up quickly because if I do six or seven of these, I don't want it to become uh, super long and irritating. So uh, anyway, um, I shouldn't be telling you about the story. I should be more telling you about my process. I was very disappointed. I made a, what they call in permaculture a type 1 error, where it's an error so bad, you basically have to go back and... Or you, you're tempted to go back and rework everything so that you don't have to deal with that error all the time because it is a constant trouble to you. See what happens? Let's take it inside. Come on. So, anyway, you want to avoid that type of error. And the system that I'm coming up with, this... Uh, eight-point story arc-based system of... Oh, the, I'm thinking about calling it the typhoon. The riding typhoon. Anyway, as part of the riding typhoon, you have your cast of characters well-established, well-defined, at least a, a sketch or an outline of them so that you know how to write them. And when you put them in different circumstances, you know... Yeah, egg. You know what they're going to be like, and you know how to you know, demonstrate them or how they're going to react to things based on that key factor. And again, this is a system I'm developing on the fly as I go, but I'm not going to go back and develop it before Growbug Tales is over. I have to finish the Growbug Tales writing, and then I will go back and do that before I embark on the next project. So, um, so that's, that's that. And yeah, I was walking around holding a kid writing on my phone, you know, one hand. Come on, let's put that away now. And uh, it was more difficult, but it was more difficult, you know, less because of the kid and more because of my own um, lack of planning. Did you scratch that? My own lack of planning caused me to have to go back into my notes and uh, figure out, you know, on the fly what these characters are like and how to demonstrate that and and how it would uh, affect um, my...
older characters who are in charge of the younger characters, selecting them for a team, oh! selecting them for a team to do a particular task. So that's that. Um, and with that, I'm going to go ahead and uh, leave off for July 9th. Uh, as part of Growbug, uh, sorry, Growbug Tales. As part of uh, <coughs> Story Over Everything, episode 27. Okay, so this is um, this is me coming back for July 10th. I had a whopping 60 words put down. Um, most of them are not actually story. They're more outline for me to write tomorrow because I'm using the time I have allotted the best I can. And that means that because of my type 1 error that I made, you know, that I referred to earlier, uh, I'm not able to write as quickly as I want to. So uh, my wife thinks it's because I'm dealing with bugs. I think it's because I didn't have them, I didn't have my notes structured well enough for me to know who these characters were before I started writing with them. Uh, not that I, it's not that I'm opposed to my characters blossoming and growing as I'm writing them, which they are doing, uh, but because it's more that I just, I want to know who they are, and I just kind of let, I hand waved that away, knowing who they were, and just trusted that I'd be able to get it done, but it's turning out to be extra work, and I don't like it, so... I'll read you everything I have, and then hopefully tomorrow I'll actually be able to use the probably two-thirds of what I wrote today to actually write something meaningful and cool. So here's the actual, like, narration, and then I have notes. So narration. Uh, Grunt, Whistle, and Splash looked at each other for... No. Let me start over. Grunt, Whistle, and Shush looked at each other for a few moments before Whistle invited Splash to join him, saying... Splash, I think you will round out my team nicely. Uh, the joke is kind of, and this is a comment, not notes. The joke is that Splash is playful and like nobody wants him on the team because he's a little bit of a goofball, but they all pick teams that make sense by the contrasting personalities of the Grobuck cadets, and they're hoping to have them, the clashing personalities, ameliorate um, them, their bad traits, and be able to forge like a, a you know properly working unit to get done everything that they need to get done um <clears throat> so in my notes i have this and which is what i'll work off tomorrow shush the comforting grow bug uh keeper um secures the grow bugs so her job is to take care her, her job is to take care of the grow grubs and she's going to use her two cadets uh, to help her do that whistle the frazzled uh grow bug keeper is going to be securing all the food stores and ready rations for all the grow bugs and all the grow grubs and his frazzled nature means that he's kind of on edge and uh has in mind you know who everybody is how much they need and what's a good provision for them plus maybe backups and he knows where things are stored and he kind of organizes that kind of stuff because of that aspect of his personality or you know that major aspect of his personality and he's going to have uh He's going to have, is he going to have Splash with him? Yeah, he's going to have Splash. So he'll be able to get Splash to, like, gamify things and make it work to round out uh, whoever the rest of his team is at the moment. Um, and then Grunt, who's the salt of the earth, grow bug keeper. Um, so he's got, like, a good sense of humor, and he rolls with things, and he's a hard worker. Uh, he's going to take down the structures to increase concealment. So my idea is that in the grow bug camp, this is comments now, uh, in the grow bug camp they have... Um, little structures that they build they're not full on like human structures of building you know boxes and bridges and things like that because they're bugs not humans so they can fly and they can hide stuff away in you know tree holes or whatever um 
I don't have that all worked out, but basically they function as close to natural animals as they can, but because they have like a human type intelligence, they can also build structures when it's useful and beneficial for them, but they can also, they construct them in such a way and, and so deftly and cleverly um, that they can take them down easily and you know move them if they need to, or uh, like here, conceal them or also reconfigure them for bulwarks and whatnot. So my next note is that Whistle and Grunt's teams will um, finish or will fashion bulwarks with materials Humph locates. So while uh, Shush is taking care of all the grow grubs and like securing the hiding places for everybody, um, which is going to be contributed to with the structures that Grunt and his team brings on, um, then after that's done, the, you know, Grunt and Whistle, their teams will go out and collect the building materials to secure and fortify everything really nicely and in a concealed way that blends in with the environment. Um, that way they're better hid and they're, you know, armored basically. Um, they're like a fortress type thing, you know, helms deep if you will, uh -huh, so that they can survive the oncoming assault. And that's all I have for today. Continuing with the author's log on July 11th, I actually end chapter 8 in on July 11th, and then I started chapter 8 on July 11th, so I'll just go ahead and read what I have. Uh, let's see. Glimmer addressed, addressed the keepers and their cadets. Cadets, listen to your keepers. Work hard. All our lives may depend on your efforts. Lose be with us all. Dismissed. That's the end of chapter 8. Then starting chapter 9, um, I am just going to go ahead and go to my uh, my next bit, which this was a total of 78 words, I believe. Um, let's see. So, I have notes about what they should do. I'm still directing myself because of my type 1 error, and I updated the the notes for this chapter. So, uh, uh, in, ch in chapter 9, I want to show the cadets doing tasks with keepers, con uh, conflict reveals character. So, sorry. So, how each team... So, oh, so I'll show each team dealing with some issue. One for each team, then do a fourth section with Hump and the two cadet uh, teams uh, getting and setting up the bulwarks. So that's my outline for this chapter that I'm planning to follow. It's a very small outline and it can expand or contract as I need it to. And here we go. So shush, shush or shush? I gotta figure out how I say that. Shush, chirp, and slurp hurry to the cradle to prepare for the grow grubs to be taken care of. It's important for you two to stay calm. We don't want to upset the grow grubs, Shush advised in a soothing voice. If we have unexpected guests, we won't want them to hear our young charges. It is our duty to protect them. I may be a keeper, but I am a guardian to these grow grubs, as I was to you. So again, that was 78 words, that was on 11. On the 11th of July, I ended one chapter and began another. And July 12th, uh, let's see, I've got 107 words in, and I will go ahead and read those now. So, um, I never thought about that before. Slurp set down the leaves he held in a tendril of light. Me neither, but it makes sense. Chirp picked up the bundle in her own glowing tendril of light and hauled it into the cradle. Shush had prepared. Shush came out of the cradle and asked, Have you heard that ordinary bees are quite the energetic workers? They can really do amazing things working as a unit, Slurp. Well, I've never heard of bumblebees working in groups like that, but I get your point. Chirp hopped from the cradle. Hey, why don't we work like we're our own little beehive? 
that's all I have for that. And you'll have to wait to hear what I'm going to write for July 13th. I got 107 words on July 13th. No, 97 words, July 13th. One beehive team coming up. Slurp spun in place, scooping up leaf litter and tossing it to Chirp. I wasn't ready. Leaves covered most of Chirp. She shook them off and glared. This will work. Trust me. Okay? Ready. Ready. Catch. Slurp threw a tightly packed bunch of leaves, which Chirp mostly caught. Chirp dropped the pile and worked at it. Now you catch it. Slurp managed to catch the bundle with hardly a part falling to the ground. Take this! He threw it back so hard and fast that Chirp had to jump to catch it. This is MJ. I'm an author, I'm an artist, I'm an analyzer. You can find all my work at mjmunoz.com. This is a recording of Ava and the Radiant Rescue. This is part of the Growbug Tales series, and this is book two. It was originally called Ava and the Growbug, and yet I, for some reason... Well, I changed the title because this is a better title. <laughs> and I hope you enjoy the story. Let me know what you think about it. Sleep tight, sweetie was the last thing Ava heard for a long time before she tried to go to sleep. Dad had fluffed her pillow, Mom had tucked her in, and she was cozy, but she just wasn't sleepy enough. She had learned by now that sleep tight meant stay in bed and don't get out, but it was hard to stay in bed. It was hard to go to sleep. She wasn't a baby anymore, and she knew Mommy and Daddy were still awake. She wanted to be with them. Ava whispered to herself, Sleep, sleep, sleep. Skitter, skitter, thump, screech. Ava bolted up and looked at the window. Her eyes danced around as they tracked a wild flashing and glowing. She threw off the covers and ran to the window. A strange bug flapped glittery wings frantically and scrambled all over the glass. Something else banged against the glass, too. Help! A small voice cried out. Ava slid the window open a few inches and the bug flitted in. Close it, close it! The voice cried out frantically. Ava froze for a moment, then slammed it shut. A rapid tapping on the glass made her shrink back. The little bug flew to the window sill and fanned out its wings for a few moments. It glowed with a warm golden light, and the tapping from outside slowed down. Ava could just see a small set of glinting eyes on the other side of the glass. The eyes turned away as the light grew stronger. With a bright flash, the tapping stopped, and the mysterious bug quietly folded up its wings, the light slowly fading. In stunned silence, Ava watched the bug. She didn't want to blink. Would it vanish if she didn't keep looking? Thank you for helping me. You, you're welcome, Ava mumbled. Please speak up. What are you? She whispered. If you want to be heard, you need to speak up. Ava frowned, then whispered loudly, they want me to be asleep right now. Soon enough, dear. What is your name? I'm Ava. And what's your name, bug? Pleased to meet your acquaintance, Ava. Please note that I am not a bug. I am a grow bug, thank you very much. My name is Swoosh. I ask that you do remember that, and... The floor creaked outside Ava's door, and her father called in. I hope you're still in bed. Hide! Ava croaked in a hoarse whisper. He opened the door and saw her standing by the window. How many times... He trailed off. Were you scared? She nodded. He smiled and softened his tone. 
Let me help you get back in bed, sweetheart. He picked up Ava and tucked her in. Spray? She asked. He scanned the room for a few moments and saw the bottle by the window. Is that why you were up? She blinked. Here you go. He set the bottle next to her and patted her hand. You're safe with us. He kissed her on the forehead and closed the door behind him as he left. What is that? Swoosh, the grow bug, flitted over to the bottle. My shadow spray. Your what? Swoosh jumped back and glowed dimly. We made it. It keeps the shadows away. Ah, oh, I see. The glow bug flitted close to Ava's face and said, That's good, but you really ought to call it an anti-shadow spray, because it is made to keep them away. But it is a spray for shadows, Ava protested, her brow wrinkling. Yes, dear, but it doesn't sound that way. You feed your cat cat food, don't you? Yes, Ava answered. Well, no wonder that shadow was at your window. It probably wanted to take your spray that it thought was for it. You mean the shadows are real? Ava squeaked. Of course they are. Why else did you have that anti-shadow spray? Swoosh chuckled. I was scared, but Mommy and Daddy made it better. They helped me make this magic spray. I practiced spraying shadows, and we snuggled and prayed, and it was all a game. I wasn't supposed to be afraid anymore. Oh, dear, the grow bug said quietly. There was a shadow outside. Why was it by my window? What does it want with my spray? Ava pulled her covers up, dragging Swoosh nearer. Now, Ava, the grow bug said slowly, there is a shadow. No need to. Two? There are two shadows? Rattle, rattle, scrape. Stand back, Ava, Swoosh bolted to the window, glowing again. Shadows squished and squeezed and spread fingers between the window and frame. One set of hands forced the window open just enough. A shadow bat swatted the grow bug away. Shadow spiders oozed down from the ceiling. Spray them, Ava, Swoosh called from the floor. Ava grabbed the bottle, squeezed her eyes shut, and covered the closest shadows with glittery, sweet-smelling mist. They withered and fled. New shadows grew larger and crept towards Ava. Before they could grab her, the growbug rocketed up from the floor, glowing brighter than before. Ava cowered as Swoosh shone above her. Ava covered her eyes. It's okay now, Ava. She looked and saw the growbug blinking faintly as it fell to the floor. She scooped up Swoosh and held her close. Ava poked at the growbug and asked, Are you okay? Swoosh said nothing. She poked again and whined, Swoosh! Shadowbirds whooshed in through the window and circled above them. Ava closed her hand around the growbug to protect it and screamed out, Go away, shadows! She sprayed at the shadows above them. She shouted again and kept spraying. She sprayed and sprayed until she chased the shadows out the window. She gently set Swoosh down, then closed and locked the window. Ava heard two terrible screams from down the hall. Go, Ava, Swoosh said weakly. Ava wheeled around and ran to her parents' bedroom as fast as she could. She opened the door and saw their window wide open. She heard more screaming and yelling outside. She ran to the window and saw her parents clutched in two large talons. Ava ran back to the grow bug and told her what happened. I'm too tired, Ava. I can't get up, Swoosh answered. But you have to help me, Ava pleaded. I need more time, Ava. You can fight the shadows. But I can't. You already have. But I'm so scared. Fear is your enemy. Don't let it control you. 
Ava hesitated for a few moments, then said, You can't fly, but I can run. I'll take you to my mom and dad, and you can stop the shadows. Ava darted around her room, getting ready to face her biggest challenge yet. Boots, check. Jacket, check. Backpack, check. Flashlight, check. Shadow spray, check. Growbug, check. Are you sure the shadows are this way? Ava asked. Keep going, Ava. We're getting closer. I can feel it. What do you feel? The shadows. What do they want? Fear. Why? For food. Ava's heart leapt as she saw her parents trapped and helpless. Mom! Dad! I'm here now! It's gonna be okay! Hisses and whispers spit from shadow mouths. Ava pointed her flashlight at the shadows and sprayed them. Be brave, be brave, be brave, she chanted over and over again. The little shadows fled, and the big one cried ferociously. I knew you could do it, Ava, Swoosh cried triumphantly. She popped out of the container and glowed more brightly than ever. Now, Ava, let's do this together. In a moment, the growbug and the girl were gone. An angelic golden giant stood opposite the shadow, Ava and the growbug had transformed together to fight the darkness. The shadow howled and sprouted a riot of arms and mouths and animal shapes. It lunged towards the golden giant. A light bloomed from the center of the giant's chest. It shone forth mightily, destroying the shadow as if it had been nothing. The golden giant caught Ava's parents in one enormous hand and brought them close to her chest. Back home, Ava snuggled in bed with her mom and dad. The growbug kissed Ava's forehead and flew out the window. Ava smiled in her sleep. From that night on, Ava would sleep well because she knew she was not alone, and she knew she could be brave. Thank you for listening to that reading. Please check out my other Growbug Tales projects. I will be updating them with some regularity and I will be uh, letting you know in each of these posts uh, where there is or when there is going to be a launch campaign, uh, crowdfunding campaign to get all the illustrations done for the five Growbug picture books. And then, uh, well, the also there's going to be the release of the uh, chapter book, which is which will not have illustrations except for the cover and maybe a chapter heading or two. Uh, but I'm not quite sure on the details yet, so stay tuned for more information on that. Anyway, thank you for your time and attention. I hope you're well. This is MJ signing out. This is MJ. I'm an author. I'm an artist. I'm an analyzer. You can find all my work at mjmanos.com. This is a recording of Ava and the Radiant Rescue. This is part of the Growbug Tales series, and this is book two. It was originally called Ava and the Growbug, and yet I, for some reason, well, I changed the title because this is a better title. <laughs> and I hope you enjoy the story. Let me know what you think about it. Sleep tight, sweetie, was the last thing Ava heard for a long time before she tried to go to sleep. Dad had fluffed her pillow, Mom had tucked her in, and she was cozy, but she just wasn't sleepy enough. She had learned by now that sleep tight meant stay in bed and don't get out but it was hard to stay in bed. It was hard to go to sleep. She wasn't a baby anymore, and she knew Mommy and Daddy were still awake. She wanted to be with them. Ava whispered to herself, Sleep, sleep, sleep. 
Skitter, skitter, thump, screech. Ava bolted up and looked at the window. Her eyes danced around as they tracked a wild flashing and glowing. She threw off the covers and ran to the window. A strange bug flapped glittery wings frantically and scrambled all over the glass. Something else banged against the glass, too. Help! A small voice cried out. Ava slid the window open a few inches and the bug flitted in. Close it! Close it! The voice cried out frantically. Ava froze for a moment, then slammed it shut. A rapid tapping on the glass made her shrink back. The little bug flew to the window sill and fanned out its wings for a few moments. It glowed with a warm golden light and the tapping from outside slowed down. Ava could just see a small set of glinting eyes on the other side of the glass. The eyes turned away as the light grew stronger. With a bright flash, the tapping stopped, and the mysterious bug quietly folded up its wings, the light slowly fading. In stunned silence, Ava watched the bug. She didn't want to blink. Would it vanish if she didn't keep looking? Thank you for helping me. You, you're welcome, Ava mumbled. Please speak up. What are you? She whispered. If you want to be heard, you need to speak up. Ava frowned, then whispered loudly. They want me to be asleep right now. Soon enough, dear. What is your name? I'm Ava. And what's your name, bug? Pleased to meet your acquaintance, Ava. Please note that I am not a bug. I am a grow bug, thank you very much. My name is Swoosh. I ask that you do remember that and... The floor creaked outside Ava's door, and her father called in. I hope you're still in bed. Hide, Ava croaked in a hoarse whisper. He opened the door and saw her standing by the window. How many times... He trailed off. Were you scared? She nodded. He smiled and softened his tone. Let me help you get back in bed, sweetheart. He picked up Ava and tucked her in. Spray? she asked. He scanned the room for a few moments and saw the bottle by the window. Is that why you were up? She blinked. Here you go. He set the bottle next to her and patted her hand. You're safe with us. He kissed her on the forehead and closed the door behind him as he left. What is that? Swoosh, the grow bug, flitted over to the bottle. My shadow spray. Your what? Swoosh jumped back and glowed dimly. We made it. It keeps the shadows away. Ah, oh, I see. The glow bug flitted close to Ava's face and said, That's good, but you really ought to call it an anti-shadow spray, because it is made to keep them away. But it is a spray for shadows, Ava protested, her brow wrinkling. Yes, dear, but it doesn't sound that way. You feed your cat cat food, don't you? Yes, Ava answered. Well, no wonder that shadow was at your window. It probably wanted to take your spray that it thought was for it. You mean the shadows are real? Ava squeaked. Of course they are. Why else did you have that anti-shadow spray? Swoosh chuckled. I was scared, but Mommy and Daddy made it better. They helped me make this magic spray. I practiced spraying shadows, and we snuggled and prayed, and it was all a game. I wasn't supposed to be afraid anymore. Oh, dear, the grow bug said quietly. There was a shadow outside. Why was it by my window? What does it want with my spray? Ava pulled her covers up, dragging Swoosh nearer. Now, Ava, the growbug said slowly, there is a shadow. No need to. Two? There are two shadows? Rattle, rattle, scrape. Stand back, Ava, Swoosh bolted to the window, glowing again. 
Shadows squished and squeezed and spread fingers between the window and frame. One set of hands forced the window open just enough. A shadow bat swatted the grow bug away. Shadow spiders oozed down from the ceiling. Spray them, Ava, Swoosh called from the floor. Ava grabbed the bottle, squeezed her eyes shut, and covered the closest shadows with glittery, sweet-smelling mist. They withered and fled. New shadows grew larger and crept towards Ava. Before they could grab her, the growbug rocketed up from the floor, glowing brighter than before. Ava cowered as swoosh shone above her. Ava covered her eyes. It's okay now, Ava. She looked and saw the growbug blinking faintly as it fell to the floor. She scooped up swoosh and held her close. Ava poked at the growbug and asked, Are you okay? Swoosh said nothing. She poked again and whined, Swoosh! Shadow birds whooshed in through the window and circled above them. Ava closed her hand around the grow bug to protect it and screamed out, Go away, shadows! She sprayed at the shadows above them. She shouted again and kept spraying. She sprayed and sprayed until she chased the shadows out the window. She gently set Swoosh down, then closed and locked the window. Ava heard two terrible screams from down the hall. Go, Ava, Swoosh said weakly. Ava wheeled around and ran to her parents' bedroom as fast as she could. She opened the door and saw their window wide open. She heard more screaming and yelling outside. She ran to the window and saw her parents clutched in two large talons. Ava ran back to the growbug and told her what happened. I'm too tired, Ava. I can't get up, Swoosh answered. But you have to help me, Ava pleaded. I need more time, Ava. You can fight the shadows. But I can't. You already have. But I'm so scared. Fear is your enemy. Don't let it control you. Ava hesitated for a few moments, then said, You can't fly, but I can run. I'll take you to my mom and dad, and you can stop the shadows. Ava darted around her room, getting ready to face her biggest challenge yet. Boots. Check. Jacket. Check. Backpack. Check. Flashlight. Check. Shadow spray. Check. Growbug. Check. Are you sure the shadows are this way? Ava asked. Keep going, Ava. We're getting closer. I can feel it. What do you feel? The shadows. What do they want? Fear. Why? For food. Ava's heart leapt as she saw her parents trapped and helpless. Mom! Dad! I'm here now! It's gonna be okay! Hisses and whispers spit from shadow mouths. Ava pointed her flashlight at the shadows and sprayed them. Be brave, be brave, be brave, she chanted over and over again. The little shadows fled, and the big one cried ferociously. I knew you could do it, Ava, Swoosh cried triumphantly. She popped out of the container and glowed more brightly than ever. Now, Ava, let's do this together. In a moment, the growbug and the girl were gone. An angelic golden giant stood opposite the shadow. Ava and the growbug had transformed together to fight the darkness. The shadow howled and sprouted a riot of arms and mouths and animal shapes. It lunged towards the golden giant. A light bloomed from the center of the giant's chest. It shone forth mightily, destroying the shadow as if it had been nothing. The golden giant caught Ava's parents in one enormous hand and brought them close to her chest. Back home, 
Ava snuggled in bed with her mom and dad. The grow bug kissed Ava's forehead and flew out the window. Ava smiled in her sleep. From that night on, Ava would sleep well because she knew she was not alone, and she knew she could be brave. Thank you for listening to that reading. Please check out my other Growbug Tales projects. I will be updating them with some regularity, and I will be uh, letting you know in each of these posts uh, where there is or when there is going to be a launch campaign, uh, crowdfunding campaign to get all the illustrations done for the five Growbug picture books, and then uh, well, the also there's going to be the release of the. Uh, chapter book which is which will not have illustrations except for the cover and maybe a chapter heading or two uh, but i'm not quite sure on the details yet so stay tuned for more information on that anyway thank you for your time and attention i hope you're well this is mj signing out this is mj i'm an author i'm an artist i'm an analyzer you can find all my work at mjmonios.com <clears throat> this is a reading of growbug tales harmony and the fight for freedom which is the third book in the Growbug Tales picture book series. There is a sixth book, uh, which is not a picture book, it's a chapter book, that I am currently writing. I'm about halfway through, and I will continue to release updates on Story Over Everything as I, uh, as I make updates, which I'm chipping away at it every day. <laughs> adding, or I'm, I'm adding to it every day. Uh, so anyway, this is going to appear in an episode of Story Over Everything, and I might have it also as a standalone, as a bonus episode on the Story Over Everything feed, and you can find it at the website, mjwinios.com, which will be linked in the show notes if you're hearing this on the podcast. And if you don't know about the podcast and you're finding it on the website, there's a podcast. Check it out. You might like it. So in a moment, I will go ahead and start reading the story. This is the longest of the Growbug Tales picture books, and I'm glad I'm self-publishing these because the links are kind of all over the place, but I feel like I wrote each book at the length it needed to be. So... Here we go. Growbug Tales, Harmony, and the Fight for Freedom. Written and read to you by M.J. Munoz. All hail Her Royal Highness, Harmony of Harmonia, thundered a lioness lady with peach-rimmed spectacles as the procession made its way down the promenade. Harmony leapt from her throne, tumbling, twirling, and swinging through the series of obstacles, bars, and apparatus set up by her dutiful knights of Harmonia. The crowd cheered and clapped. She bowed, happy to accept the adoration, until her eyes fell to a stick-in-the-mud knight propped against a rail, staring off into space. Harmony balanced on the rail and put on her best pouting face. After a few moments, the half-hearted knight bellowed a hearty, Huzzah! And another chorus of praise rang out. Back in suburbia. You weren't looking, Dad. Harmony called to her father as he stared at his empty plate. Don't use that tone with your father, young lady, Harmony's mother chided her. I might be late. I need to hurry. Harmony's dad kissed his wife and daughter. He collected his things and turned to leave. He turned back and said, I love you, sweetie, but you need to learn that you aren't the only one who matters. We all need to have the chance to be heard or helped or left in peace. Sorry, I need to go. I'm already excited to head home. He flashed a toothy grin, then left. Harmony dreamt once more of the kingdom of Harmonia. After feasting, playing, snacking, dancing, and tea time with cake, Harmony rang a bell that sat on her table. "'Where is my dessert?' she asked with her nose up and chin forward. "'Your Highness?' 
a knight asked with a slight tremble. Dessert, she demanded. I haven't had the chance to make it yet, and I don't appreciate your tone, milady, Cook Knight answered, wiping her hands on her apron. So you don't like my tone? Harmony bolted up and jabbed her butterfly scepter toward Cook Knight. There it is again, Cook replied, and don't you know it's rude to point? Cook didn't finish. A beam from the scepter struck her, and she spun on her heels and marched back to the kitchens, muttering as she went. Your Highness? A knight asked. Send out a messenger, Harmony responded. All of Harmonia is to report here for a pie-eating contest. Cook Knight will be baking one hundred dozen pies every day for the next one hundred years. Unsure voices called out, Hail Harmony! As knights and ladies cautiously looked about the room. Anyone who doesn't like it can help cook. Harmony huffed and sat with her arms and legs crossed, still holding her scepter, which glowed menacingly. Back in suburbia. Happy to see me, Harm? Harmony's brother called to her. Dex! Harmony ran to her big brother and wrapped her arms around him. All right, that's enough of that. Let go, he said, patting her on the head. She stuck fast and looked up at him with pleading eyes. He groaned, What do you want? Let go. I won't let go until you give me my presents, she exclaimed. What presents? He scoffed. The ones in your bags. She bounced in place and pawed at the bags. This is my stuff, just the essentials. No gifts? No toys? No candies? Harmony whined. Not this time, kid. I didn't think you needed anything. Well, you should have. I'll die if I don't get some new toys soon. Candy would be nice, too. You just don't get it. You're such a spoiled baby. Dex spat and pushed past her to go settle into his room. Well, you're just a big dummy. She stamped and sputtered at his back. Whatever. Don't say whatever. Harmony went to bed angry that night, but in Harmonia, she was free of her stuffy older brother and was having a great time. She played new games and did new feats, and everyone was having so much fun. Baroom! Baroom! Thunderclaps startled the merry band. Krakow! Lightning seemed to split the sky. Harmony saw a figure moving where lightning stabbed down from clouds. She dashed to the sight and saw a strange knight she had never seen before. Greetings, stranger. Where do you come from? What do you seek? Asked one of the knights of Harmonia. After a long silence, Harmony said, Welcome to my kingdom, stranger knight. We love to laugh and play. Come and join us a while to find out if you will stay. After another silence, I have seen your games, stranger knight told Harmony sometime later, and I have a brand new one for you. A new game? Harmony leaned forward on her throne. It's called Usurper. One of us will seek this. He held up a beautiful crown she had never seen before. Ooh. Indeed. Since you rule here, the crown starts out with you. I have to find it, take it to the town square, and put it on there. If I do, the crown is mine and I win. I can tag your knights to freeze them out or have them help me. When do we start? She asked. As soon as you wish, your highness. He answered and handed the crown to an attendant. Stranger Knight laughed as he placed the crown on his head. Now it's my time to reign. Ha ha, game's over, Stranger Knight. Let's play again. Give me the crown. Harmony approached. No, I don't think I will. He chuckled, then pointed at her. Knights, freeze her! Harmony twisted and weaved, but was quickly overwhelmed. She stood frozen, and Stranger King plucked the scepter from her hand. Good game, kid. 
Stranger King raised the butterfly scepter high. Who will follow me? He called. A few drew close. The scepter grew into a staff. He stabbed the ground, spreading cracks. The crowd gasped, and more people drew near. Some froze, and others shrank back. So be it, he said. Walls of flame blazed from the cracks and divided the people further. Frozen in place and trapped behind fiery walls, Harmony watched helplessly as Harmonia changed. The bright colors, soft edges, and warm atmosphere gave way to stone and steel and flame and smoke. Okay, everyone, let's unfreeze on the count of three, Harmony called to her subjects. One, two, three, she grunted and strained and sputtered. She rolled her eyes from side to side to see who was there with her. No one she liked playing with all that well. She strained to turn her head, but to no avail. All Harmonians report, she commanded. Silence. I rule all of you, so you have to answer me. Murmurs sounded from around, and then someone said, You lost your crown. You have no power. You can't force us to listen to you anymore, so we won't. Why should we? You never listen to us. Other voices agreed, and then all were silent. The monotony of far-off noises was broken by footfalls. Harmony didn't see, but it sounded like Toad Knight, with a robotic ring to his voice, called out to her fellow prisoners and said, Unlike some rulers, Stranger King is wise and merciful. Anyone who wants to leave this place and join him is welcome to. Come with us and pledge yourself to his service, and you too can become a Stranger Knight. We are strong, we are free, we are stranger, he croaked. The flame wall parted, and Harmony heard sighs of relief and voices of assent. Everyone but her had been freed from their frozen shackles. Hail, Stranger King, Toad Knight shouted. Hail, Stranger King, the others answered. Without a word, they left her. Harmony felt so alone. I'm sorry, everyone. I guess I'm not better than Stranger Knight, Harmony confessed to no one. Then she had a good cry. It will be all right. You'll see, a woman's voice soothed her. So you messed up. That's good, milady. It's the only way to really learn. I'm still learning, as hard as that is to admit, a man chuckled. Cook Knight and Stick in the Mud Knight stepped in front of her and each took a hand. Harmony was free. The three of them hugged and she cried with happiness and relief. Thank you, Harmony sniffed. Poof! I knew you could do it, kiddo, though I thought you never might. A new voice said from out of nowhere. Who are you? Harmony gawked at the bright butterfly flitting about. There's no time for that. Wait, yes there is. Sorry. I have been trying to get to you for days. Thank heaven I finally broke through. I wonder what happened. I'm a growbug and I'm here to help. You can call me Wisp. Nice to meet you, Wisp. My name is Harmony and these are my parents, I think. Harmony answered a bit confused. Greetings. We're in a bit of a time crunch here, Wisp continued. What does a growbug do? Will you grow giant and beat up Stranger Knight for me? Harmony asked hopefully. That's not how this works, kid. I can help you, but you have to put in the work. Harmony nodded. Okay, Wisp, lend me your power. Light shone around Harmony, and she transformed into butterfly armor and burst through the flame wall, freeing herself and her steadfast knights. Harmony reached the top of the tower with Cook and Stick in the mud. They dashed off to hold back the Knights of Stranger while Harmony confronted Stranger King. As they dashed, attacked, and parried, Harmony thought only of freeing the others from this greater evil. 
They locked weapons and Harmony said, I was wrong to force everyone to play my way. You making everyone into copies of yourself is wrong too. It's the same thing. Everyone needs to be free to follow their own dreams and take their own path, whether we like it or not. You would let them choose a foolish path when you know better? You really are a silly child. Stranger King slipped his staff through her defense, catching Harmony and flinging her to certain doom. As she fell, she had a thought, and wings unfolded from her back. She flew at Stranger King, yelling, Harmonia kick! And with a crash, she knocked him, the scepter, and crown to the hard stone. Both instruments of power shattered, sparks streaming from them. How could you beat me? He strained to ask. I may be a child, but we're always changing and growing. You never know when we'll surprise you. Sorry, Harmony cut into the conversation at the breakfast table. What? Her dad asked. I'm sorry for being such a brat lately, Harmony said. Sweetheart, her mom reached out and touched her hand. I know Dex is going today, and I want to make it a good day for him and you too, Mom and Dad. Dex sat back in his chair. He smirked and said, You're really growing up, Harm. Harmony smiled and said, Okay, everyone, get ready for a lovely day brought to you by yours truly. She curtsied and giggled. Back in suburbia for good. Harmony and the growbug chatted while she rode down the street on her bike. Harmonia had been nice, but seeing real people going about their lives and knowing that they all had the potential to chase after their dreams filled Harmony with hope after the nightmare they had all gone through. So there will be no more crazy dreams like that, Wisp? Harmony asked. At least not any time soon around here, and I'll have to be off too, kid. Well, that's too bad, but you'll come back if there's more trouble, right? I'm sure you can handle most anything coming your way, but if anything too wild happens, you know what to do. I know, Harmony said. Wisp the Growbug shot up into the sky, and Harmony rode on. And that is the end of the story. I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you enjoyed that. Go to mjmunoz.com to leave any questions, comments, or other feedback you might have. There you can find all of my analysis, art, and fiction. I cover books, tokusatsu, comic books, anime, and more. Look around. You're sure to find something else that you'll enjoy as well. This has been a Story Over Everything production.